What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Ian with the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. What's up, guys? Thomas here. Unfortunately, today, Sean is not able to join us, but we are going to do the best we can with just the two of us. Yeah, it's going to really suck not having him. I've, yeah. I've gotten used to him being there. I know. On the phone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll do what we got to do, and uh, I think it'll still be a, a good time for everybody. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely going to be a success. I think today's debate is probably going to be a lot more inter- interesting than the last one. I think... Uh, we all kind of knew what to expect going into that one. Uh, we knew it was going to be a shit show. We just didn't know to what extent. Right. Well, and more people are a little bit more uh, knowledgeable when it comes to Trump and Biden, obviously, because they're the presidential candidates. Yeah, they've got they've the name been, recognition. You're right. They've been in the spotlight a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see a little bit more unknowns kind of going at it. And uh, well. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so I thought it would be cool. We've got uh, T-minus nine minutes before the debate starts. Um, and, of course, we're going to have carry that coverage here live on, on our podcast tonight. Um, so I thought before we get into the debates, it would be smart to educate anybody who can listen to us or who may go back and listen to this podcast because we are going to record this one live and get it posted everywhere podcasts are available. So uh, we'll start with Mike Pence. Michael Richard Pence was born June 7th, 1959. He's an American politician and attorney serving as the 48th and current vice president of the United States since 2017. He previously was the 50th governor of Indiana from 2013 to 2017 and a member of the United States House of Representatives from 2001 to 2013. Pence was born and raised in Columbus, Indiana, and is the younger brother of U.S. Representative Greg Pence. He graduated from Hanover College and earned a law degree from the uh, Indiana University Robert H. McKinney School of Law before entering private practice. After losing two bids for a congressional seat in 88 and 90, he became a conservative radio and television talk show host from 94 to 99. Pence was elected to the United States Congress in 2000 and represented Indiana's second and sixth congressional districts in the House of Representatives from 2001 to 2013. He served as the chairman of the House Republican Conference from 2009 to 2011. Pence described himself as a principled conservative and supporter of the Tea Party movement, stating that he was a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order. Pence successfully sought the Republican nomination for the 2012 Indiana gubernatorial election when term-limited Mitch Daniels retired. He defeated former Indiana House Speaker John Gregg in the closest gubernatorial election in 50 years. Upon becoming governor in January 2013, Pence initiated the largest tax cut in Indiana's history and pushed for more funding for education initiatives. Pence signed bills intended to restrict abortions, including one that prohibited abortions if the reason for the procedure was the fetus's race, gender, or disability. After Pence signed the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, he encountered fierce resistance from moderate members of his own party, the business community, and LGBT advocates. The backlash against that bill led Pence to amend the bill to prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender, identity, and other criteria. Pence withdrew his gubernatorial re-election campaign in July of 2016 to become the running mate of soon-to-be presidential candidate-elect Donald Trump, who went on to win the 2016 election. 
He was inaugurated as vice president in the United States on January 20th, 2017. In February 2020, Pence was appointed chairman of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, which was established in response to the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States. So that's that's Mike Pence summed up, man. I yes, mean, sir. That, that's who he is. That's yep. what he's done. Not a not a whole lot. Um, honestly, as far as like getting bills and things passed, yeah. but it sounds like he did, he did some things for the state of Indiana where, and then that's, you in know, a way it kind of makes sense that he <clears throat> has limited experience because Trump also has limited experience. True. <clears throat> so for them to be running mates, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, two peas in a pod. Um, All right. I'll let so, you take Kamala Harris, man. Let's go. Uh, Kamala Devi, Devi, Harris, Devi, Devi. <laughs> Oh, no, Harris <laughs> is an American politician and attorney who has served as the junior United States Senator from California since 2017. She is the Democratic vice presidential nominee in the 2020 election. Born in Oakland, California, Harris graduated from Howard University and the University of California, Hastings College of the Law. She began her career in the Alameda County District Attorney's Office before being recruited to the San Francisco District Attorney's Office and later the City Attorney of San Francisco's Office. In 2003, she was elected District Attorney of San Francisco. She was elected Attorney General of California in 2010 and re-elected in 2014. She defeated Loretta Sanchez in 2016 Senate election to become the second African-American woman and the first South Asian woman uh, to serve in the United States Senate. As senator, she w- has advocated for health care reform, federal descheduling of cannabis, uh, path to citizenship for undocumented in- immigrants, the DREAM Act, a ban on assault weapons, and progressive tax reform. She gained a national profile for her pointed questioning of Trump administration officials during Senate hearings. Harris ran for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination and attracted national attention before ending her campaign on December 3rd, 2019. She was announced as former Vice President Joe Biden's running mate in the 2020 election on August 11th, 2020, and she is the first African-American and Asian-American and the third female vice presidential running mate on a majority ticket after... Geraldine Ferraro Geraldine for Sarah, pa- Sarah Palin, respectively. <laughs> she was born October 20th, 1964. Yes. Sorry. I'm not very good at pronouncing some names. <laughs> <laughs> well, Geraldine, that's a, that's an interesting yeah, name. Geraldine, but. that's definitely interesting. So, you know, there's uh she obviously has vastly more political experience than uh, either Trump or Biden. Or I'm not Trump or Biden, but Trump or Pence. I don't think anybody can have more uh, political experience I know. than Biden. Yeah, right? th- them two have the most <laughs> experience. I mean, Biden's been in office for, what, 47 years? Yeah, yeah, which is insane. Um, Longer but, than I've been alive, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, uh, a lot of people who are in opposition to Kamala Harris obviously know about some of her more uh, famous... You know, not so good <laughs> things that she has said and done while she was district attorney, um, helping, you know, incarcerate more victimless crimes. Oh, yeah. And then bragging about smoking weed. Yeah, exactly. And um, then putting those same people that are convicted of smoking weed in prisons for a long time and then yeah. hiding e- or preventing evidence from being yeah. shown at court to keep people locked up for crimes they didn't commit. Well, so. and then obviously she had her beef with Joe Biden. 
Oh, yeah. She came out on record and called Joe Biden a racist during the presidential debates. Yeah, because well, <laughs> so. and because he was opposed to uh, integration and she was one of the kids that was trying to get bust into right. different school zones. And he was also opposed to that. So he I mean, she straight out came and said, you you know, you're racist. You did this. You did this. But now all of a sudden they are you know, best friends and Oh yeah, nothing ever happened. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting to see that dynamic. For sure. Um but and then of course now she's uh she's also there's video showing her where she talked about the Harris uh campaign or oh, yeah the, the the Harris uh yeah they're waiting basically for Biden to to take office and then step down yeah. because he's gonna have some kind of Alzheimer's or dementia diagnosis that's going to become public. And then it'll be the Harris administration. Correct. And that was a fraudulent slip on her part talking about that <laughs> um, way ahead of time. Right. Um, you're supposed Live. to hold, hold on like six months, Kamala, like <laughs> six <laughs> more months. Get through the election first. Yeah. But then, of course, Pence, you know, he's such a he's so quiet. Most people don't know anything about him. Yeah. He's, I, I mean, it's funny that he's so quiet when you see him speak because he was a radio commentator. Yeah. You know, from 94 to 99 that we just learned about. So, yeah, that's, that's crazy. interesting. I mean, I guess you don't have to be necessarily socially outgoing to be a radio commentator. Yeah, that's true. Um, although I would say we're pretty <laughs> outgoing. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, uh, we're not on radio yet. Yeah, no. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe one day if anybody out there just got, you know, a radio. You this know. is internet radio. You know, we can actually start our own internet radio station. Oh, I know. That That's, would be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be in the future. It'd be a live radio show we yeah. have to do, and we could do callers and all kinds of cool stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It's, eventually. It's, it's a possibility. It's something. It's definitely something. So, uh, looks like um, it's 8 p.m. Central Time right now, so we should be hearing any minute now that uh, the debates are going to start. So waiting for that to happen. Hasn't happened yet. We're watching uh, live coverage now. So as soon as they walk up on stage, we're going to bring that in. And of course, uh, we'll keep quiet until there's something to talk about. Yeah. And this time we are actually going to be doing the uh, Fox News coverage versus last time we did CNN. We're going to keep swapping it up um, just to get different perspectives. Per, yeah. Sides. Granted, we're not going to be playing the commentary of the news station after right. or before. Uh, so it really doesn't matter, but just, uh, just, just for to let our everybody own. know clarity. You yeah, know. just for our, and yeah, and transparency. Yeah. Just so people know that we are interested in seeing different sides, different perspectives, and hearing different ideas. So, and uh, it is funny to see the <laughs> previous <laughs> debate moderator on the well, panel. Well, we also worked for Fox News, so right, you, you which would, most you people know that know by uh, watching that debate. And that though. was a very common uh, misconception last time. People were saying he works for CNN, he's this and that, but he he actually is Fox News anchor. Yeah, so, <laughs> and we're we're talking about Chris Wallace for those who aren't sure. Right. Uh, so he was he was a lot. He was the presidential moderator for that first debate and he was awful at it because the guy has no spine yeah um do you see how this one's set up though they have plexiglass and they actually have chairs for the candidates to sit down at yeah that's funny i, <laughs> I think that's really interesting because biden two 70 year olds could get chairs <laughs> yeah biden wanted chairs but trump turned it down oh okay so trump, trying to trump got his way be see his mental dexterity and his physical dexterity. Yeah, I see. and they're putting the candidates a lot closer together. They look like they're probably exactly six feet apart. Right. And then with the plexiglass. Right. But two panes of plexiglass. Right. We got plexiglass on each uh, corner of the candidates closest to the opposing plexiglass person. Plexiglass so. for days. 
So that'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard reports initially uh, Pence's team um, didn't want to agree to the plexiglass because they didn't think it was necessary. Oh, I really? mean, you, you put the you put the desks further than six feet apart. I mean, like Trump and Biden and arguably Trump had COVID without knowing it on that first debate stage. That's true. And we all know Biden got tested and he he was negative. So, right. Something to keep in mind anyway. I'm very curious uh, for them to to release a little bit more information on what exactly they gave Trump because he definitely if he, he started showing uh, signs apparently sorry about that gentlemen <laughs> that's all good uh, gentleman because Sean's not here remember right <laughs> <laughs> we love you Sean yeah maybe next time yeah. just just you know work. You know, it's just skip that next time. We're better. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't blame the guy. I mean, we all gotta. We I kind of blame him. We got, that's fine. We got our jobs. You know? <laughs> we got we got stuff we got to do. And and we also heard that the uh, hurricane that's headed into the Gulf is going to miss his area. So, which is great. Yes. Yeah, I was I was concerned about that because yeah. he got hit pretty hard. Dude, did you see how time. fast it intensified though? Right before it hit Cancun, it was crazy and insane. Absolutely. All right, it looks like they're about to introduce, so we are going to go ahead and bring in the audio, and we will uh, we'll be quiet. Yes. ...debate of 2020, sponsored by the Nonpartisan Commission on Presidential Debates. I'm Susan Page of USA Today. It is my honor to moderate this debate, an important part of our democracy. In Kingsbury Hall tonight, we have a small and socially distant audience and we've taken extra precautions during this pandemic. Among other things, everyone in the audience is required to wear a face mask and the candidates will be seated 12 feet apart. The audience is enthusiastic about their candidates, but they've agreed to express that enthusiasm only twice, at the end of the debate and now when I introduce the candidates. Please welcome California Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence. Thank you. Senator Harris and Vice President Pence, thank you for being here. We're meeting as President Trump and the First Lady continue to undergo treatment in Washington after testing positive for COVID-19. We send our thoughts and prayers to them for their rapid and complete recovery and for the recovery of everyone afflicted by the coronavirus. The two campaigns and the Commission on Presidential Debates have agreed to the ground rules for tonight. I'm here to enforce them on behalf of the millions of Americans who are watching. One note, no one in either campaign or at the Commission or anywhere else has been told in advance what topics I'll raise or what questions I'll ask. This 90-minute debate will be divided into nine segments of about 10 minutes each. I'll begin a segment by posing a question to each of you, sometimes the same question, sometimes a different question on the same topic. You will then have two minutes to answer without interruption by me or the other candidate. Then we'll take six minutes or so to discuss the issue. At that point, although there will always be more to say, we'll move on to the next topic. We want a debate that is lively, but Americans also deserve a discussion that is civil 
These are tumultuous times, but we can and will have a respectful exchange about the big issues facing our nation. Let's begin with the ongoing pandemic that has cost our country so much. Senator Harris, the coronavirus is not under control. Over the past week, Johns Hopkins reports that 39 states have had more COVID cases over the past seven days than in the week before. Nine states have set new records. Even if a vaccine is released soon, the next administration will face hard choices. What would a Biden administration do in January and February that a Trump administration wouldn't do? Would you impose new lockdowns for businesses and schools and hotspots, a federal mandate to wear masks? You have two minutes to respond without interruption. Thank you, Susan. Well, the American people have witnessed what is the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of our country. And here are the facts. 210,000 dead people in our country in just the last several months. Over 7 million people who have contracted this disease. One in five businesses closed. We're looking at frontline workers who have been treated like sacrificial workers. We are looking at over 30 million people who in the last several months had to file for unemployment. And here's the thing. On January 28th, the vice president and the president were informed about the nature of this pandemic. They were informed that it's lethal in consequence, that it is airborne, that it will affect young people, and that it would be contracted because it is airborne. And they knew what was happening and they didn't tell you. Can you imagine if you knew on January 28th, as opposed to March 13th, what they knew, what you might have done to prepare? They knew and they covered it up. The president said it was a hoax. They minimized the seriousness of it. The president said, you're on one side of his ledger. If you wear a mask, you're on the other side of his ledger if you don't. And in spite of all of that, today they still don't have a plan. They still don't have a plan. Well, Joe Biden does. And our plan is about what we need to do around a national strategy for contact tracing, for testing, for administration of the vaccine, and making sure that it will be free for all. That is the plan that Joe Biden has and that I have, knowing that we have to get a hold of what has been going on and we need to save our country. And Joe Biden is the best leader to do that. And frankly, this administration Thank has forfeited Thank you, their right Harris. to reelection based Thank on this. Thank you, Senator Harris. Vice President Pence, more than 210,000 Americans have died of COVID-19 since February. The U.S. death toll as a percentage of our population is higher than that of almost every other wealthy nation on Earth. For instance, our death rate is two and a half times that of Canada next door. You head the administration's coronavirus task force. Why is the U.S. death toll as a percentage of our population higher than that of almost every other wealthy country? And you have two minutes to respond without interruption. Susan, thank you. And I want to thank the commission and the University of Utah for hosting this event. And uh, Senator Harris, it's a privilege to be on the stage with you. And our nation has gone through a very challenging time this year. But I want the American people to know that from the very first day, President Donald Trump has put the health of America first. 
before there were more than five cases in the United States, all people who had returned from China. President Donald Trump did what no other American president had ever done. And that was he suspended all travel from China, the second largest economy in the world. Now, Senator Joe Biden opposed that decision. He said it was xenophobic and hysterical. But I can tell you, having led the White House Coronavirus Task Force, that that decision alone by President Trump bought us invaluable time to stand up the greatest national mobilization since World War II. And I believe it saved hundreds of thousands of American lives. Because with that time, we were able to reinvent testing. More than 115 million tests have been done to date. We were able to see to the delivery of billions of supplies so our doctors and nurses had the resources support they needed. And we began, really, before the month of February was art, to develop a vaccine and to develop medicines and therapeutics that had been saving lives all along the way. And under President Trump's leadership, Operation Warp Speed, we believe, will have literally tens of millions of doses of a vaccine before the end of this year. The reality is, when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot, like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. I mean, quite frankly, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism, which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. And I think the American people know that this is a president who has put the Thank health you, of America president. first, and the American people, I believe with my heart, can be Thank proud you, of the sacrifices they have made. It's saved countless Thank you, American lives. Senator Harris. Would you oh, like to respond? Absolutely. Uh, whatever the vice president is claiming the administration has done, clearly it hasn't worked. When you're looking at over 210,000 dead bodies in our country, American lives that have been lost, families that are grieving that loss. And, you know, the vice president is the head of the task force and knew on January 28th how serious this was. And then thanks to Bob Woodward, we learned that they knew about it, and then when that was exposed, the vice president said, when asked, well, why didn't y'all tell anybody? He said, because the president wanted people to remain calm. Well, let's get so to I, No, but Susan, I, this is important. Susan, I, and I, I, I want to add, if, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have to I'm speaking. Yeah, you so can have 15 I, I, I more wanna, seconds, and then we'll give the vice president a chance to So respond. I want to ask the American people, how calm were you when you were panicked about where you're going to get your next roll of toilet paper? How calm were you when your kids were sent home from school and you didn't know when they could go back? How calm Thank were you, you Thank when you, your Senator children Harris. couldn't see your parents because you were afraid they could kill them? Well, we're already Let's running over President the time Pence allotted. Vice President, you have one minute to respond. You know, that didn't take long. I nah. thought of every American family that's lost a loved one. And I want all of you to know that you'll always be in our hearts and in our prayers. But when you say what the American people have done over these last eight months hasn't worked, that's a great disservice to the sacrifices the American people have made. I'm afraid the reality, to the if, I may, if I may finish, Senator, the reality is, Dr. Fauci said, everything that he told the president in the Oval Office, the president told the American people. Now, President Trump, I will tell you, has boundless confidence in the American people, and he always spoke with confidence that we'd get through this together. But when you say it hasn't worked, when Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and our medical experts came to us in the second week of March, they said if the president didn't take the unprecedented step of shutting down roughly half of the American economy, that we could lose 2.2 million Americans.
And that's the reality. Thank you. They also Thank said you, I still don't know if I believe that number. We could still yeah. Lose 200,000 Americans. Vice President now, one Pence. life lost is too many, Susan. But the American people, I believe, deserve credit for the sacrifices that they have made, putting the health of their family and their neighbors first, our doctors, our nurses, our first Thank responders. Thank you, Vice President Pence. And I'm going to speak up on behalf of what the American people have done. Vice President Pence, you were in the front row in a Rose Garden event 11 days ago at what seems to have been a super spreader event for senior administration and congressional officials. No social distancing, few masks, and now a cluster of coronavirus cases among those who were there. How can you expect Still Americans no to follow the administration's safety guidelines to protect themselves from COVID when you at the White House have not been doing so? Well, the American people have demonstrated over the last eight months that when given the facts, they're willing to put the health of their families and their neighbors and people they don't even know first. And President Trump and I have great confidence in, in the American people and, and their ability to take that information and put it into practice. In the height of the epidemic, when we were losing a heartbreaking number of 2,500 Americans a day, we surged resources to New Jersey and New York and New Orleans and Detroit. We told the American people- we Yeah, they had the medical the ship offshore and they never right. even used it. Right. The outbreak in the Sun Belt happened this summer. Again, Americans stepped forward. But the reality is the work of the President of the United States goes on. A vacancy on the Supreme Court of the United States uh, has come upon us, and the president introduced Judge Amy Coney yes. Barrett. Thank you. Thank you, Vice but President. At, at yes. that, if I may say, that Rose Garden event, there's been a great deal of speculation about it. My wife, Karen, and I were there and honored to be there. So far, Many this has definitely been a lot more civil than the first one. <laughs> but and you can see the claws coming out on Kamala. Oh, yeah, she's getting pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Her uh, snarky, her whole demeanor is changing very quickly. He's not really, I mean, of their he's not health. saying anything that's unfactual. No, not yet anyway. Right. Consistently talk about mandates and not, not just mandates with the coronavirus, but a government takeover of health care. Thank you. Thank the you. Green New President Deal. Pence. All government control. We're about freedom and respecting the freedom of the American people. Let's talk about respecting the American people. You respect the American people when you tell them the truth. You respect the American people when you have the courage Which we've to be a leader done. speaking of those things that you may not want people to hear, but they need to hear so they can protect themselves. But this administration stood on information that if you had as a parent, if you had as a worker knowing you didn't have enough money saved up, and now you're standing in a food line, because of the ineptitude of an administration that Word of the day, ineptitude. to speak the truth to the American people. So let's talk about caring about the American people. The American people have had to sacrifice far too much because of the incompetence of this administration. It is asking too much of the people. Susan, we talk that, about it is asking case. too much of the people. Look, that they would not be equipped with the information they need to help themselves to protect Susan, their parents the and their no, I'm children. Sorry. Uh, Kamala Harris, Senator Harris, I mean, I'm sorry. That's I'm fine, I'm Kamala. No, no, you're Senator <laughs> Harris to me. Um, for life to get back to normal, Dr. Anthony Fauci and other experts say that most of the people who can be vaccinated need to be vaccinated. But half of Americans now say they wouldn't take a vaccine if it was released now. 
If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, they need to do a lot more testing on any kind of vaccine before they try to mass produce it. Oh, yeah. I got news for everybody. COVID-19 or any variation thereof is here to stay for the foreseeable future, and a vaccine's not going to get rid of it. Just look at the flu as an example. Another virus with a vaccine. From this Still pandemic. has flares up every years, year and ain't going away anytime soon. And has roughly a 1% mortality rate. Right. And, that you are and is more deadly for That's children. Correct. Tonight. It's the role of the vice president. Amazing. This virus somehow knows how to target people with underlying conditions. Weird how that happens. Yeah. Even stranger that our president is obese and, and very old and in that, that age group where you're considered, you know, Right. That already has it could, raised it could get you. So, some voters, concerns that have and been hadn't got him. by President Trump's hospitalization in recent days. Vice President Pence, have you had a conversation or reached an agreement with President Trump about safeguards or procedures when it comes to the issue of presidential disability? And if not, do you think you should? You have two minutes without interruption. Well, Susan, uh, thank you. Although I would like to go back. I, I think to, we need to move on. Uh, well, to the thank issue you, of but I would like to go back because the reality Dang. is that we're going to have a vaccine, Senator, in record time, in unheard of time, in less than a year. We have five companies in phase three clinical trials, and we're right now producing tens of millions of doses. So the fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine. If the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is is unconscionable. And Senator, I, I just ask you, stop playing politics with people's lives. The reality is that we will have a vaccine, we believe, before the end of this year. And it will have the capacity to save. I feel like he uh, he lives. did smooth jazz. Your <laughs> of confidence in a vaccine is just it, it's just unacceptable. And let me also say you know, the reality is when you talk about about failure in this administration, we actually do know what failure looks like in a pandemic. It was 2009. The swine flu arrived in the United States. Thankfully, it was ended up not being as lethal as the coronavirus. But before the end of the year, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, not seven and a half million people contracted the swine flu. 60 million Americans contracted the swine flu. If the swine flu had been as lethal as the coronavirus in 2009, when Joe Biden was vice president, we would have lost 2 million American lives. His own chief of staff, Ron Klain, would say last year that it was pure luck that they did, quote, everything possible wrong. And, and we learned from that. They left the strategic national stockpile empty. They left uh, an empty and hollow plan, but we Thank still you, learn from Pence. it. And I, I think Vice the American President people, I'm going to see again, can be proud Vice President Pence, I'm sorry, of what we have up. done. And Senator, please Thank you, stop President undermining Pence. confidence in a vaccine. Senator Harris, let me ask you the same question that I asked sure. Vice President Pence, which is, have you had a conversation or reached an agreement with Vice President Biden about safeguards or procedures when it comes to the issue of presidential disability? And if not... And if you win the election next month, do you think you should? You have two minutes uninterrupted. So let me tell you, first of all, um, the day I got the call from, from Joe Biden, it was actually a Zoom call. 
um, asking me to serve with him on this ticket was probably one of the most memorable, memorable days of my life. Um, I, you know, I thought about my mother, who came to the United States at the age of 19, um, gave birth to me at the age of 25 at Kaiser Hospital in Oakland, California. And um, the thought that I'd be sitting here right now, um, I know would make her proud, and she must be looking down on this. Um, you know, Joe and I were raised in a very similar way. We were raised with values that are about hard work, about the value and the dignity of public service, and about the importance of fighting for the dignity of all people. And I think Joe What does this have to, to do with, with the question? Because, you know, well, not only that, that, but what does this have to do with Joe Biden? Because he, they, were, they grew up very different. Yeah. Not even close. I mean, not even in the same ballpark. I was elected um, the first uh, woman of color and black woman to be elected attorney general of the state of California. The question was, have you had a conversation about safeguards when it comes to the presidential or to presidential disability? And, and this is her answer. Everything from trans well, of course, Pence didn't answer either. He kind of went on a tangent. But homeowners to for <sighs> colleges that were taking advantage of veterans. And then, of course, now you're not making a case United for you to be president. <laughs> this is this not answer the question. The <laughs> it's like I didn't pick my genetics, but here I am. This is my genetics. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Kamala Harris. And hot spots around the world. I've traveled the world. I've met with our soldiers in our in war zones. And I think Joe has asked me to serve with him because he knows that we share, we share a purpose which is about lifting up the American people. And after why do you keep incarcerating more people? Donald Trump unifying our country around our common values. Thank you, Senator Harris. You don't need smoke you another one. President Trump nor Vice President Biden has released a sort of detailed health information that had become the modern norm until the we need to rephrase these questions with yes or no answers so we actually get answers yeah. reading answers or refuse to answer basic questions about his health and my question to each of you in turn is is this information voters deserve to know vice president pence would you like to go first well I, uh, susan thank you and uh, and let me let me say on behalf of the president and the First Lady, how moved we've all been by the outpouring of prayers and concern for the President. And I do believe it's emblematic of the prayers and the concern that have ushered forth for every American. You know, Kamala's thinking, I wish you would just die. But the care the President received. Hey, he even got a hospital, good, uh, good wishes from uh, Kim Jong-il Young. Out in uh, North Korea, so there's that. Well, he's also the only president that's fostered any sort of talks with North Korea. True. How long? We'll continue to do ever, ever. And was more than more than a little moved by the broad and bipartisan support. And Senator, I want to thank you and Joe Biden for your expressions. This feels more like a who can put people to sleep faster. Yeah. Uh, They're both kind of monotone, uh, and on, uh, the like, historic nature of he's always been monotone. Yeah, uh, I I never expected to be on this stage four years ago, so I know the feeling. But um, uh, the reality is, um, and at least they're before the American sort of respectful. They're cordial to each other. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Which is nice to see. It's more mature. It's more. More of what Senator we need to be seeing in the actual presidential the debate also. Ask, which is, do oh, yeah. have a right to know more detailed health information about presidential candidates and especially about president. I think 
I think you should be able to know more about the health conditions because that would factor in. Because if you think, you know, that goes back to Biden skipping a drug test on the before the last debate. Yeah. Health records, but also let's look at taxes. What does that have to do with health? Great investigative journalism. And might we point out these are federal taxes, right? Not state taxes. Right. I literally said, you mean $750,000? And it was like, no, $750. We now know Donald Trump owes and is in debt for $400 million. And just so everyone is clear, when, when we say in debt, it means you owe money to somebody. And it'd be really good to know who the president of the United States, the commander in chief, owes money to, because the American people have a right to know what is influencing the president's decisions? And is he making those decisions on the best interest of the American people, of you, or self-interest? So well, Jorgensen so would be doing the best interest for the American people. The <laughs> That's Jeff right. He's been incredibly transparent over many, many years. The one thing we all know about Joe, he puts it all out there. He, he is honest. He is forthright. But Donald Trump, on the other hand, so, has been thank, about covering up everything. Thanks. Thank you, Senator Harris. I want to give you a chance to respond, Vice President. Well, look, I, I respect the fact that Joe Biden spent 47 years in public life. I respect your public service as well. Thank you. But the American people have a president who was a businessman. She looks like she wants to speak to his manager. He's paid <laughs> tens of millions of dollars in taxes payroll taxes, property taxes. He's created tens of thousands of American jobs. And the president's wrong. public reports are not accurate. And, and the president's also released literally stacks of financial disclosures the American people can review just as the law allows. But the distinction here is that Joe Biden, 47 years in public service compared to President Donald Trump, who brought all of that experience four years ago. Thank you. Thank you. And Vice turned President. this economy around by cutting taxes, rolling back regulation. Thank you. Thank you. Vice President. Energy, we need to do even more. Fair trade. Yeah. And all thank, of that's thank you, Vice President. A lot more. And Kamala Harris. You know, that's a good in segue into our third topic, segue. which is about the economy. This has been another aspect of life for Americans. It's been so. Here we go. <laughs> by this coronavirus. We have a jobs crisis brewing. On Friday, we learned that the unemployment rate had declined to 7.9% in September, but the job growth had stalled, and that was before the latest round of layoffs and furloughs in the airline industry at Disney and elsewhere. Hundreds of thousands of discouraged workers have stopped looking for work. Nearly 11 million jobs that existed at the beginning of the year haven't been replaced. Those hardest hit include Latinos, blacks, and women. Senator Harris, the Biden-Harris campaign has proposed new programs to boost the economy, and you would pay for that new spending and by raising Harris is taking notes like she's getting ready to take a test, taxes man. Taxes on wealthy individuals and corporations. Some economists warn that could curb entrepreneurial ventures that fuel growth and create jobs. More notes. Would raising taxes <laughs> put the recovery at risk? And you have two minutes to answer uninterrupted. Thank you. Um, on the issue of the economy, I, th I think there couldn't be a more fundamental difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Joe Biden believes I would agree he with that. the health yeah. and the strength of America's economy based on the health and the strength of the American worker and the American family. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump, who measures the strength of the economy 
based on how rich people are doing. I don't which is know why if I agree with that. A tax bill no. benefiting the top 1% and the biggest corporations of America, leading Everybody to I know has a benefited. $2 trillion yeah. deficit that the American people The only people that haven't are the people that are already riding one, welfare and everything else. We'll repeal right. that tax bill. He'll get rid of it. And what he'll do with the money is so she just said she's going people. to raise your taxes, and ladies and gentlemen. Right. In infrastructure, something that and somehow Trump that's going to bring more jobs. Infrastructure week. I don't think it ever happened. But Joe Biden will do that. He'll invest in infrastructure. It's about upgrading. So he's going to take more of your money, ladies and gentlemen, and invest it in infrastructure. Joe is going to invest that money in what we need to do around innovation. There was a time when our country believed in science. And invested in research and development. Thanks, Obama, so for stripping NASA of its funding. Leader on the globe. Joe right, Biden but they turn around and they still blame it. Like, so for it, example, yeah. But at the end of the day, some of that stuff, government is not the government's responsibility. So not government is not the answer. You'll go to a public university for free, and across the board, we'll make sure. Got to prop up Obamacare somehow. It's cut by ten thousand dollars. That's how Joe Biden thinks about the economy, which is it's about investing in the people of our country as opposed to passing a tax bill, which had the benefit. If you want to invest in our country and our citizens, stop taxing us to death. Let us keep our money and do what do with it what we want. Don't steal our shit. And that's both parties. Both parties. There's no the the right keeps saying that they're fiscally conservative and this and that. We're all about cutting taxes, but they don't do it any. Any more than the left. I mean, the only difference is that they cut it some versus trying to raise taxes. That's, that's the only difference. Recovery since the Great Depression. When Joe Biden was vice president, they tried to tax and spend and regulate and bail our way back to a growing economy. President Trump cut taxes across the board. Despite what Senator Harris says, the average American family of four had $2,000 in savings in taxes. And... With the rise in wages that occurred, most predominantly for blue-collar, hard-working Americans, the average household income for a family of four increased by $4,000 following President Trump's tax cuts. But America, you just heard Senator Harris tell you, on day one, they're going to raise your taxes. Raise your taxes. <laughs> yeah. It's really remarkable to think, Susan. I mean, right it's literally what you said. No doubt. Time where we're going through a pandemic that lost 22 million jobs. If you take back the tax cuts, what's that too? It puts back the taxes. Jobs because we had a president who cut taxes, rolled back regulation, unleashed American energy, fought for free and fair trade, and secured $4 trillion from the Congress of the United States to give direct payments to families, save 50 million jobs through the Paycheck Protection Program. We literally have spared no expense to help the American people and the American worker through this. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to raise taxes. They want to bury our economy under a $2 trillion Green New Deal, which you were one of the original co-sponsors of in the United States Senate. They want to abolish fossil fuels and ban fracking, which would cost hundreds of thousands of American jobs all across the heartland. And Joe Biden wants to go back to the economic surrender to China, that when we took office, half of our international trade deficit was with China alone. And Joe Biden wants to repeal all of the tariffs that President Trump put into effect to fight for American jobs and American workers. Joe Biden says democracy's on the ballot. Make no mistake about it, Susan. The, the American economy, the American comeback is on the ballot with four more years of growth Thank you, and opportunity, Thank four you, more President years of President Donald Trump 
2021 Thank is you, Vice biggest economic year. Thank you, Vice President. I say Pence sounds pretty solid. Senator Harris? Well, I mean, I thought we saw enough of it in last week's debate, but I think this is supposed to be a debate. Spike Cohen would have been better. And the truth and the fact is, Joe Biden has been very clear. <laughs> that's Joe Jorgensen's running mate, by the way. Right, that's a Libertarian Party vice president. The Trump tax Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking. Oh, snap. The truth. <laughs> Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. She's trying to think of a nice way to say something rude. Yes, you can tell. In a tax break every single year, that is, Senator. That is absolutely not true. That is he only cutting? Is he only going to repeal part of the Trump tax cuts? If you don't mind letting me finish, we can Please. then have a conversation. Okay. Please. Okay. Joe Biden will not raise taxes on anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year. He has been very clear about that. Joe Biden will not end fracking. He has been very clear about that. No, he's literally said he would end fracking. Joe Biden yeah. is the one who, during the, the Great Recession, was responsible for the Recovery Act that brought America back. And now the Trump-Pence administration wants to take credit when they, ran, when they rode the co coattails of Joe Biden's success for the economy that they had at the beginning of their term. Of course, now the economy is a complete disaster. So how is it but that Joe it was Biden Joe Biden that did it did when that. Obama was president, but Trump now everything that's going bad with the economy is Trump's fault because he's president, but it's not Mike Pence's fault, even though he's vice president. On the one hand, you have Joe Biden. Yeah, my brain hurts. Who was responsible <laughs> with President Barack Obama for the Affordable <clears throat> Care Act which brought health care to over 20 million Americans and protected people with pre-existing conditions. caused a lot of people to lose coverage because of how much the prices skyrocketed. Yes. Bankrupt yes. Because of hospital bills they could not afford. On the other hand, the government needs to get out of health care and let insurance companies compete. Correct. Plain and simple. And when you go to the hospital, you should be able to see what you're going to pay for services-wise before you pay for it. Yeah, 100%. Because would you go buy gas for your car without knowing what the bill's going to be before you put gas in it? Exactly. Nobody would. No. Why do we think that that's okay when it comes to your health care? That's absolute bullcrap. If you love someone who has a pre-existing condition, thank you. Thank you. All right. Trump already said that he was going to keep pre-existing conditions covered, even though he was going to do something through Medicaid, Medicare, yeah. something like that. Well, I hope we have a chance to talk about health care because Obamacare was a disaster. The American people remember it well. And President Trump and I have a plan to, to improve health care and to protect pre-existing conditions for every American. See, but they've also been in office for almost four years, and they haven't done anything yet, for the most part, other than they can't get the they can't get the House and the Senate to pass. Well, that's true. That's true. He would ban fracking. Joe Biden looked at a supporter in the eye and pointed and said, "They've tried to push it through. I think three times. President's health. That's true. Health plan, and it's been blown down. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with the House and yeah, and everything this election cycle. Yeah, for sure. More taxes, more regulation, banning fracking, abolishing fossil fuel, crushing American energy, and economic. Just something people need to also realize: you don't need to just vote for the presidential candidates. You need to go through your local. Vote for your senator. Vote for your, your congressman. Continue with four more years of President Donald Trump. Thank, thank you very, very much. Honestly, those are more important at the end of the day because they control policy. Exactly. And Vice President Pence, I'd like to pose the first question to you. 
This year we've seen. All right, anybody that's watching, let us know what you what your south. thoughts are so Remember, far. We'd be interesting to see what you uh, what you have and to we say. We've seen record-setting wildfires in the West. Do you believe, as the scientific community has concluded, that man-made climate change has made wildfires bigger, hotter, and more deadly, and have made hurricanes wetter, slower? And more damaging. If that was the case we with the wildfires, wouldn't there be wildfires all over the country and not just in California? Well, first, yep. I'm very proud of our record on the environment. We've already talked about how they didn't do controlled burns like they normally do. Yeah, it's land management problems. Right. And also, there's, there's been tons of arson cases. Tons of arson cases. In the world. And just a little while ago, the president signed the Outdoors Act. It's the largest investment in our public lands and public parks in 100 years. So President Trump has made a commitment to conservation and to the environment. Now, with regard Which to is nice, change, but at the end of the day, again, the climate is changing. People will volunteer the their own is, money for that. You don't need to be using tax dollars for something like what that. What do we do about it? Yep. President Trump has made it clear that we're going to continue to listen to the science. Now, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would put us back in the Paris Climate Accord. They'd impose the Green New Deal. Which would crush American energy. She keeps shaking her head no, but she co she was one of the she was a co sponsor, yeah. In their homes and literally would crush American jobs. And President Trump and I believe that the progress that we have made in a cleaner environment has been happening precisely because we have a strong free market economy. You know what's remarkable is the United States has reduced CO two more than the countries that are still in the Paris Climate Accord. But we've is done true. it through innovation. And we've done it through natural gas and fracking, which, Senator, the American people can go look at the record. I, I know Joe Biden says otherwise now, as you do, but the both of you repeatedly committed to abolishing fossil fuel and banning of fracking. And so by creating the kind of American innovation, we're actually steering toward a stronger and better environment. With regard to wildfires, President Trump and I believe that forest management has to be front and center. And even Governor Gavin Newsom from your state has agreed we've got to work on forest management. And with regard to hurricanes, the <laughs> National Oceanic Administration tells us that actually as, as difficult as they are, Thank you, Vice President there are no more hurricanes today than Thank there you. were 100 years ago. Thank you. But many of the climate alarmists use hurricanes and wildfires to try and Thank sell the bill of goods yes. of a Green New Deal. And President Trump and I are going to always put Thank American you, jobs Vice and President. American yes. workers first. Senator Harris, as the vice president mentioned, you co-sponsored the Green New Deal in Congress. But Vice President Biden said in last week's debate that he does not support the Green New Deal. But if you look at the he Biden supports Harris his deal because he website, is the Democratic Party. The Green New Deal as a crucial framework. What exactly would be the stance of a Biden-Harris administration toward the Green New Deal? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. So first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That is a fact. I will repeat that Joe Biden has been very clear that he thinks about growing jobs, which is why he will not increase taxes for anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year. Joe Biden's economic plan, Moody's, which is a reputable Wall Street firm, has said will create 7 million more jobs than Donald Trump's. And part of those jobs that will be created by Joe Biden... Government doesn't create jobs. About clean no. energy and renewable energy. Because, you see, Joe understands 
that the west coast of our country is burning, including my home state of California. Joe sees what is happening on the Gulf states, which are being battered by storms. Joe has seen and talked with the farmers in Iowa, whose entire crops have been destroyed because of floods. And so Joe believes, again, in science. I'll tell you something, Susan. I served when I first got to the Senate. There's literally the no way that we can prevent any of that you from happening. Even if we were... Took <clears throat> it was caused because of man-made climate change. At this point, how would you be able to reverse the it? it, it this, there's not really anything you can do. Which is they don't believe in science. And Joe's plan is about saying we're going to deal with it, but we're also going to create jobs. Donald Trump, when asked about the wildfires in California, and, and the question was, you know, the science is telling us this. You know what Donald Trump said? Science doesn't know. So... Let's talk about who is prepared to lead our country over the course of the next four years on what is an existential threat to us as human beings. Joe is about saying we're going to invest that in renewable energy. It's going to be about the creation of millions of jobs. We will achieve net um, zero emissions by 2050, carbon neutral by 2035. Joe has a plan. Carbon this neutral by 2035? We're talking 15 really years? Are you There's freaking kidding me? There's no way. Absolutely no way. Senator Harris just said that climate change is an existential threat. Vice President Pence, do you believe that climate change poses an existential threat? As I said, Susan, the climate is changing. Humans will adapt and overcome just so, like we have for uh, millions again, of years uh, or Senator hundreds Harris, of thousands uh, or whatever. Is However long we've been here, because you know, depends on who you ask. <laughs> on every American, Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that on day one he was going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Those tax cuts delivered two thousand dollars in tax relief to the average family of four across America. And with regard to banning fracking, I just recommend that people look at the record. You yourself said repeatedly that you would ban fracking. You were the first Senate co-sponsor of the Green New Deal. And while Joe Biden denied the Green New Deal, Susan, thank you for pointing out the Green New Deal is on their campaign website. And as USA Today said, it's essentially the same plan as you co-sponsored with AOC when she submitted it in the Senate. And you just heard the senator say that she's going to resubmit America to the Paris Climate Accord. Look, the, the American people have always cherished our environment. We'll continue to cherish it. We've made great progress reducing CO2 emissions through American innovation and the development of natural gas through fracking. We don't need a massive $2 trillion Green New Deal that would impose all new mandates on American businesses and American families. Thank you. Joe Biden wants us Thank to retrofit. Until we have a balanced budget and we are out of a deficit, we don't need to be passing no any kind of spending bill that's anything like that. That's insane. No, we need to be cutting back and the debt needs to be paid off care of our environment and follow the science. Thank but, you, uh, you know, On the issue of jobs, Senator Harris. let's talk about that. You, the, the vice president earlier referred to, as part of what he thinks is an accomplishment, um, the, the president's trade war with China. You lost that trade war. You lost it. What ended up happening is because of a so-called trade war with China, America lost 300,000 manufacturing jobs. Farmers have experienced bankruptcy because of it. We are in a manufacturing recession because of it. And when we look at where this administration has been, there are estimates that by the end of the term of this administration, they will have 
lost more jobs than almost any other presidential administration. And the American people know what I'm talking about. You know. I, I think about 20-year-olds. You know, we have a 20-year-old, a 20-something-year-old, who are coming out of high school and college right now, and you're wondering, is there going to be a job there for me? Well, there We're will be if you get an actual marketable job and not, yeah, don't get a don't get a degree in um, liberal studies. Renters <laughs> are worried about whether they're going to be able to pay rent by an the arts end degree. of the month. Working this at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> is in America right now, and it is because of the catastrophe. I can't tell you how many people I know with degrees that they don't do shit with this, and they're always bitching. Oh, it's so hard to get a job. It's like, what do you have a degree in? And then they, they tell me, well, why don't you go get a Why don't you go get a degree in what you went to school for? Well, I, I don't, I, I don't like it. Well, that's on you, dude. Yeah. Either go back to school or shut up about it. Because I'm not here to fix your problem. Go to a trade school. Go to a trade school. You know, or hell, do something like I did. I, I learned in the in a shop and was trained from there. In our first three years after we cut taxes, rollback. Hey, Tim, welcome in, man. This administration saw 500,000 manufacturing jobs yes. created. And that's exactly yeah, no doubt, man. I would, yeah, I agree. We, so Tim jumped in and said, is it just me? Or do high school debate teams do a better job than our dark presidential and vice presidential candidates? Does anyone else find it odd that these people have no standards for doing their job? Thank you. Agreed. Yeah. Pretty sad, man. It's pretty sad. Auto industry, and you voted against it. So let's set the record straight. Thank you. Yeah. I'd like to talk about China. We have as our next. You're doing well, topic, bro. We have no more complicated or consequential foreign relationship than the one with China. It is a huge market for American agricultural goods. It's a potential partner in dealing with climate change in North Korea. And in a video tonight, President Trump again blamed it for the coronavirus, saying China will pay. Vice President Pence, how would you describe our, our fundamental relationship with China? Competitors, adversaries, enemies? You have two minutes. Thank you, Susan. Well, let me, before I leave that, let me, let me speak to voting records if I can. You know, everybody knows that NAFTA cost literally thousands of American factories to close. Thank you, sir. We're trying, uh, jobs go trying to do our best, but, you know. Fought to renegotiate <laughs> And the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement is now the law of the land. American people deserve to know. I'm on Twitter right now trying Senator to see Kamala if uh, Trump's chimed in with anything so far in the debate, but nothing yet. He's been quiet, so that's interesting. It was a huge win for American auto workers. It was a huge oh, actually, I just lied. So he's posting <laughs> videos of Kamala Harris and Biden but saying they you, both you want to ban fracking. On climate change, mm -hmm. that that you put your, in their town hall. Radical environmental agenda ahead of American auto workers and ahead of American. Jobs. I think the American people deserve to know that. It's probably why the only auto manufacturer in the United States that has so far even paid back any sort of loan or uh, bailout has been Tesla. And they paid it back in record time and with interest. Now, with regard to China, look, Susan, first and foremost, I don't think we should be taking public money and giving it to no private businesses at all. 
And President Trump Nothing should it. be too big to fail. If you've got a good idea, you should be able to get bank funding for it, just like anybody else who goes and starts a business. Go crowdfunding, you know? Like, yeah. Well, one of the largest Star Citizen is a crowdfunded video game right now. And they, they've got over like $50 million of money as a third-party developer with no, no, nobody that they report to. I mean, they just... They develop based on their fans what they want, and that's President the that's, made that that's the future, man. The yeah. January to suspend all travel from China, and again, the American people deserve to know. Joe Biden opposed President Trump's decision to suspend all travel from China. He said it was hysterical. He said it Thank was xenophobic. Thank you, Vice President Pence. But President Trump has President stood Pence, up to China. Up. We're going to continue to stand strong. Thank you, Vice President Pence. We want to improve the relationship, but we're going to level the playing field, and we're going to hold Vice China accountable for what they did to America with the coronavirus. Thank you. Senator Harris, let me ask you the same question that I asked the vice president. How would you describe our fundamental relationship with China? Are we competitors, adversaries, enemies? This will be interesting. Two minutes uninterrupted. <laughs> Susan, the Trump administration's perspective and approach to China has resulted in the loss of American lives, American jobs, and America's standing. There's a weird obsession that President Trump has had with getting rid of whatever accomplishment was achieved by President Obama and Vice President Biden. For example, they created within the White House an office that basically was responsible for monitoring pandemics. They got away, they, they got rid of it. It's not true. There, was a team of disease experts that President Obama and Vice President Biden Oh, yeah. So the CDC's not a thing. Is that what she's telling us right now? No, this was a special task force within the White House that was in charge of that. Yeah, but that's just executive order bullshit. Exactly. If you if you use the executive branch to just pull shit out of your ass, you can put that shit back in your ass, so to speak. They wanted to call it with China. It resulted in the loss of over 300 manufacturing jobs and a manufacturing. Yeah, you're exactly right. Look at Sweden as far American as herd immunity go. No lockdowns. Yeah, good. they've had deaths, because but so have we, and so has every other country that's done lockdowns. And then you can also look at data from Vanderbilt here in Nashville. Has done an Five percent of people that work that at that hospital that have gotten coronavirus, and they're all supposed to wear masks, and they do. So how is that possible? That they hold in greater esteem and respect. Right. Xi Jinping, the head of the Chinese Communist Party, than they do Donald Trump, the president of the United States, the commander in chief of the United States. This is where we are today because of a failure of leadership by this administration. Well, and like Tim said, Harris, we've seen herd immunity has the, clearly been something the since the dawn of time. In terms of global and over the past you're not years. getting rid of viruses. <laughs> you're not. And change. it's What's survival of the fittest. It's, it's one of the basic China natural, you know, instincts or, and, and defense allies. mechanisms, basically. All, the strong survive, the die weak off. The die weak off. 
The die. Oh my God. <laughs> the weak so, die off. You know, Joe and I'm not saying that any death is okay or even acceptable. Know, like everybody, obviously, it's it's horrible anytime that there's life loss. But at the end of the day, this is it is natural. There, that's what happens. The second you're born, it's basically your clock's ticking. Yeah. Well, and it's basically mother's nature's mother nature's way of population control in a way because. I mean, honestly, that that's how it's always been. The strong track. survive and the weak don't. I mean, but what we have seen not, and I'm not saying that it's okay that people have died. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that if you look at the history. But it is okay that because that's what people do. We all die. I mean, that's true. We're all going to die. Yeah. If you're if you're listening and to my voice now, you're going to die. And the average, I'm sorry. The average age of I'm gonna death. Die. Well, and the average Rush age of death in the United States for COVID is above life expectancy anyway. Yeah. So that, we're shutting that's down all the you economy. Need to know. We're shutting down everything because of a virus that has a average death rate or average death age of higher than life expectancy and a lower death rate than the seasonal flu. Ridiculous. But of course, if you say that you're spitting out false information, even though that comes from the CDC's website, they just don't like to share that new updated information. Oh, of course. He has walked away from agreements. You can talk, look at the Iran nuclear deal, which now has put us in a position where we are less safe because they are building up what might end up being a significant nuclear arsenal. We were in that deal, guys. We were in the Iran nuclear deal with friends, with allies around the country. And because of Donald Trump's unilateral approach to foreign policy, coupled with his isolationism, he pulled us out and has made America less safe. So, Susan, it's about relationships. And the thing we are not the governors of the world. The of we should not be controlling who can and cannot word, have nuclear weapons. It's not our responsibility. If we can have them, why can't they? I mean, just to be thank honest. You. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Senator Harris. Vice President Pence, let me give you a chance to respond. Well, thank you. Um, well, President Trump kept his word when we moved the American embassy to Jerusalem, the capital of the state of Israel. When Joe Biden was vice president, they promised to do that and they never did. We've stood strong with our allies, but we've been demanding. NATO is now contributing more to our common defense than ever before, thanks to President Trump's leadership. We've strengthened our alliances across the Asia Pacific, and we've stood strong uh, against those who would do us harm. You know, when President Trump came into office, uh, ISIS had captured an area of the Middle East the size of Pennsylvania, but President Trump Unleash the American military. ISIS wouldn't have and even been a thing if we would have never even gotten involved over there in the Middle East because we created a power vacuum and that's how it came to be. Responsible for the death of thousands. Um, but notably, America's hearts today are with the family of Kayla Mueller, her parents of which are here with us tonight in Salt Lake City. Today, two of the ISIS killers responsible for Kayla Mueller's murder were brought to justice in the United States. Jihadi John was killed on the battlefield along with the other beetle. The reality is that when Joe Biden was vice president, we had an opportunity to save Kayla Miller. Breaks my heart to reflect on it, but the military came into the Oval Office, presented a plan. They said they knew where Kayla was. Baghdadi had held her for 18 months, abused her mercilessly before they killed her. But when Joe Biden was vice president, they hesitated for a month. And when armed forces finally went in, it was clear she'd been moved two days earlier. 
and her family says with a heart that broke the heart of every American that if President Donald Trump had been president, they believe Kayla would be alive today. Thank you, Vice Look, President. Look, we destroyed the ISIS caliphate. Uh, and you talk about re-entering the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, the last administration transferred $1.8 billion to the leading state sponsor Thank you, Vice of President terrorism. Pence. President Donald Trump got us out of the deal. Thank you, Vice President Pence. And, and when Qasem Soleimani was traveling to Baghdad Thank you, to do harm Pence. to Americans, President Donald Trump took Thank you Vice out. President Pence. And America is, is safer. Our allies are safer. And the American people know <laughs> President Donald Trump will never have Thank you, Vice President to take Pence. action. I would like to give Senator Harris a, a chance to respond, but not at such great length, because, of course, there are other topics we want to talk about. But I would like equal time. Yes. Thank you. Please go ahead. Uh, first of all, to the Mueller family, I, I, I know about your daughter's case, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, what happened to her is awful, and it should have never happened. And I know Joe feels the same way. And I know that President Obama feels the same way. Um, but you mentioned Soleimani. Let's, let's start What's there. Look at this eye. Have you noticed that? So yeah, he's got a, he's got a lazy eye. Well, no, it's like a busted a blood vessel in his left eye. Our troops Check in it Iraq. out when he looks up again. And A weird observation. They suffered serious brain injuries. Oh, and do you know what Donald Trump dismissed them as? Headaches. And this is about a pattern of Donald Trump's, where he has referred to our men who are serving in our military as suckers and losers. Donald Trump, who went to Arlington Cemetery and stood above the graves of our fallen heroes and said, What's in it for them? Because, of course, you know, he only thinks about what's in it for him. Let's take what he said about John McCain, a great American hero. And, and, and Donald Trump says he doesn't deserve to be called a hero because he was a prisoner of war. Take, and this is, this is very important, when you want to talk about who is the current commander-in-chief and what they care about and what they don't care about. Public reporting that Russia had bounties on the heads of American soldiers. And you know what a bounty is? It's somebody puts a price on your head and they will pay it if you are killed. And Donald Trump had talked at least six times to Vladimir Putin and never brought up the subject. Joe Biden would never do that. Thank Joe you. Biden would, yeah, he would forget Joe about Biden it. <laughs> would hold Russia to account for any threat to our nation's security or to our troops who are sacrificing their lives for the sake of our democracy and our safety. Thank you, Senator. They're not. This They're over there in meaningless wars. Well. We need to be out of the... Sure we we need to be worrying about ourselves. Look, 